Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Inspired by the Word Times of Devotion. Right now, we're going to be praying in other tongues for the next 15 minutes. We're going to be using the scripture, 1 Timothy 2 from verse 1. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Praise God. Right now we're going to be weaponizing our prayers with this scripture using the specific prayer points from our dear man of God. Hallelujah. We're going to be praying right now for the change of mind, for that the Lord changes the minds of our leaders, the leaders of nations from foolishness and deception to wisdom and truth. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's go ahead and pray. Like God turned the heart of King Ahasuerus, who was unwilling to see anybody at the time. But as Esther prayed and fasted and the people did the same, the heart of the king was turned. And when she stepped into the courts of the king, the king was open to receive her. Let's go ahead and pray in other tongues at this time. Kindly unmute yourself. Thank <laughs> you. 
I'm 
and your faithfulness fills the whole earth of God. Your goodness of God is a constant in the earth, hallelujah, because you made it so. You've told us in your word of God that the hearts of the kings are in your hands, hallelujah, and you turn it to whatsoever you list. Yes, we pray, oh God, for our leaders, oh God, the leaders of different nations, hallelujah, different levels of leaders. We pray, oh God, declaring that their hearts are turned, oh God, turned right now, 
from foolishness, deception, wickedness. Yes, hallelujah. Your hearts are turned to wisdom. Wisdom and the truth of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Every level of leadership, hallelujah. Leadership in the organizations, in the multinationals, in the senate, in the rep, in the executive, presidents of nations, hallelujah, prime ministers, yes, hallelujah, in the schools, hallelujah, in all the decision-making bodies, in the hospitals, in the different production institutions, Yet their hearts are turned by the power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of the Lord Jesus, their hearts are turned, O oh God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Likrusakabaya to the truth, the truth of God's word, Likabaya Rabasatakabaya, the truth of God's desires, Likrana Masotokobara Rabasatakabaya, Yekebaya Rabasata, and wisdom, Hallelujah, and wisdom, Lekosofrekika Banekanuskalamanda Kabaya. Yes, Hallelujah, that they begin to have a difference to nurses and for nurses, Bakasakatakabaya. They begin to do to pass policies, oh God, policies that will favor the righteous cause of the gospel in everywhere they are, in their companies, in their organizations, in their territories, in their states, in their countries, in their colonies. Oh Lord, we are grateful, hallelujah. We are grateful. Lord, we thank you, hallelujah. Because we see the miraculous taking place everywhere, everywhere in the government, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, for you are God and you are good. Your goodness fills the earth, oh God. Yes, we are partakers of this goodness and we are dispensers of this goodness. In the name of the Lord Jesus, thank you, precious Father. Yes, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Glory, glory. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on what part of the world or the continents of the world you are connected from at this time. You are welcome to the inspired by the word times of devotion. Hallelujah. It's going to be another awesome time in the presence of God. Thank you so much, Estinda Mara, for this opportunity. Over to you at this time. Praise God. Thank you so much, PD. Thank you for um, a great time of prayer. And um, welcome, everyone, um, to another session of the Inspired by the Word Devotion. And we're going to have a great week and a great time today. Today's Rhapsody of Reality's devotional article says, give more attention to prayer. Today is Monday, 15th of February, 2021. And our opening scripture is taken from James 5, verse 16, Amplified Classic Translation. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Matthew 17 recounts the story of an epileptic boy whose, whom Jesus' disciples couldn't heal. He was eventually brought by his father to Jesus. And the Bible says, Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Matthew 17 and verse 18. The disciples Bemused went privately to Jesus and inquired why they couldn't cast the devil out. Jesus replied, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out 
both by prayer and fasting. Matthew 17, 20 to 21. Jesus' response gives us an idea as to a certain kind of preparation that's necessary for certain things. So the kind of impact you want to make in the spirit will be determined by the seriousness that you put in prayer. If you're going to bet something, for example, that of course will require some more time, that of course will require some more time of intense fellowship in prayer. It's part of the reason we emphasize personal times of prayer, where you shut everything and everyone else to spend time with the Lord. Have a planned and robust prayer routine. Schedule quality times devoid of distractions for personal fellowship with the Lord. Give more attention to this, especially in these last days, with emphasis on that last line, especially in these last days. You know, um, 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 I remember that at the beginning of the year, when we started this, we were emphasizing um, the, the points of preparation. And, you know, the first one talked about preparing your heart to serve God. And, you know, for us, the condition of our hearts is influenced during the times of fellowship that we have with the Lord. And I made reference to the story of Moses when he had gone up and, you know, to receive the Ten Commandments. And the Bible said that by the time he came back, you know, his face was shining such that the children of Israel could not look at him and they had to put a veil for many days. Every time that he came out to minister to the children of Israel, they had to put a veil over his face so that they, he could attend to them. And, you know, these are things that happen to us in the place of prayer, in the place of fellowship, in the place of the word, like we are doing even now, there is a metamorphosis that is taking place. There is a change there is an influence of the supernatural of the, of divinity that is taking place in us you know we are we are in this world but we're not of this world and i remember that um pastors um, would talk about um, um um the word of god being water and he talked about the washing of the water and you see because the world that we live in is evil and full of evil influences corrupting influences so every time you go out you know you get mixed up with a lot of people you hear things you see things many things that are not supposed to be that are not right you know you get to encounter all of these things you know and then that's why you know when you get back you know back into your closet back into your home this is why you must spend time in prayer. You must spend time with the word because as you do, there is a cleansing, there is a washing because a lot of times people pick things from our world. Like yesterday, I was talking about the fact that this whole Valentine thing as it is right now is what the world has defined for us. And it's sad that many Christians are not questioning. They are not asking questions. They're not saying, no, this is not how it should be. This is how it should be. And then we just imbibe it. This is what this world has been designed to be. So um, there was a time when we were, we were addressing a matter where a, one of our young sons, you know, had um, he had traveled to, to the U.S. for school. And um, over a short period of time, he was already telling us how that, you know, this LGBTQ guys that, yeah, they are there. They are, they are people just like us and that we should accept them the way they are, you know, and the spirit of God, you know, the Bible is clear as to God's stance about such people because God didn't make them that way. God said he didn't. And God doesn't lie. And God says that whoever involves in such things, God tells us their end. For instance, if you hear about, if you, you, we all know the story of Sodom. Why did God come from heaven to go destroy Sodom? Sodomy had become a thing that was normal in those days and God couldn't stand it. You know, God had to come and he went by himself with his angels. These were the people that, you know, the, the Bible talked about how the three, three men, you know, were passing by and said, Abraham saw them. And then, you know, he called unto them and said that, oh, please, he, he, he'd come and eat something at my place. You know, and when they were done, they were about leaving. And God said that, would I, would I go ahead and not tell Abraham, my friend, what I intend to do? And, you know, they now told, that was when Abraham now started having a negotiation with God that this place that you are going to, if you find 
50 righteous people, would you still destroy it? And you see, he, he negotiated, negotiated, and I think he came to about, um, um, was it um, 10 or 5, you know? But God couldn't find that number of righteous people in that place. And out of mercy, of course, he brought his, his, his nephew Lot out and his family, and then he destroyed Sodom. If you read the story of Sodom, it was this whole LGBTQ thing. That was the reason for the destruction because they had altered the DNA. Many things had happened, you know, the lifestyle, the, the culture, the mindset of the people as God had planned it had been altered. And this is what we're seeing even in our day and in our time. You know, so you have this guy, he went there and then he was already telling us how that these people too are normal human beings like us and that we should accept them the way they are. So you find that sometimes, I remember when a pastor was saying that sometimes you send your children abroad to school, but that itself was, is a setup because they go and a lot of them probably lose their salvation. You know, the world has been wired in a way to promote sin and sin consciousness. You know, so we must constantly stay in the word, stay in the place of prayer where we're constantly being renewed and metamorphosed into the fullness of the image of Christ and where there is a washing on a daily basis. You know, so the big things that you want to do for God, I remember that um, 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 there's a particular um, audio which I, I, I would find it and share it on the group and pastor was saying that that you most times you vow you vow you say god i want to do this thing for you god i want to give you a million dollars some of you here had said that you want to do a million copies of rhapsody in this year you you have to do it in the place of prayer first you have to win in the place of prayer and that's what today's article is telling us that if you want to do certain things, especially if you want to do great things, you want to do things that are daring, things that, that would cause men to wonder, you have to give more attention to prayer. Your prayer can't be the 15 minutes that we used to start this session. It can't be only that 15 minutes. That 15 minutes is very important, but it can't be only that 15 minutes. You would have scheduled times of prayers. There must be times during the day when you personally are praying you're speaking in tongues for at least an hour, an hour, an hour, at least, at the least an hour. You're speaking in tongues because those are sessions where you bet things. And when life has happened at the end of the year, men will look at you and say, this woman, this man, she's a wonder, he's a wonder. So make up your mind. When you look at your goals this year, you know that these are not things that will be done by the power of a man. You know that by your power, you cannot achieve those goals. You need the hand of the almighty and he's big enough to sponsor all your big dreams, but you will have to give attention to prayers. And this is a rhapsody that sometimes during the day, go back to it, read it, meditate on it. Look at some of the scriptures in the different translations and make up your mind that prayer will be a lifestyle for you, especially in these last days. And you will continually have testimonies of the of of the supernatural because of the attention that you're giving to prayers thank you so much everybody over to you sister joy wow thank you so much ma for that powerful session good morning ma good morning good afternoon good evening everyone depending on where you're connecting from i'll be taking the further study and we're reading from jeremiah 29 12 then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. Ephesians 6, 18. Pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty. To that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding in behalf of all saints, God's concentrated people. Hallelujah. Right now, I'd like to take the confession, um, the prayers. You don't have to unmute your mic. You could just um, take it along or after me with your mic muted. Dear Father, I'm grateful for the opportunity to pray and bring about deliberate changes 
during these times of fellowship, I pray for lost souls word over that the veil of darkness be lifted from their minds and that they become receptive to the gospel. I also declare that ministers of the gospel are strengthened, that many more saints be perfected for this great work in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for the opportunity. Right now, I'd like to hand over to Brother Z as he takes us through the New Testament reading of the One Year Bible Plan. Thank you so much, Ma, for the opportunity once again. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Thank you so much, Sister Maka, for the word share. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you're connecting from. We'll be reading the New Testament, the message, translation, and... Um, we jumped into the book of Mark yesterday and went through Mark chapter 1 to chapter 1 verse 1 to 20. And today we're going to be reading the word and um, I'd like you to open the eyes of your understanding and know that as we're reading through the word is like the washing of the water by the word and it's cleansing you and it's instructing you and it's reproving you and bringing forth all that your heart desire. So the caption basically is confident teaching. Verse 21 says, then they entered Capernaum. When the Sabbath arrived, Jesus lost no time in getting to the meeting place. He spent the day there teaching. They were surprised at his teaching. So forthright, so forthright, so confident, not quibbling and quoting like the religion scholars. Suddenly, while still in the meeting place, he was interrupted by a man who was deeply disturbed and yelled, yelling out, what business do you have here with us, Jesus? Nazarene, I know what you are up to. You are the Holy One of God, and you have come to destroy us. Jesus shut him up. Quiet! Get out of him. The afflicting spirits threw the man into spasm, protesting loudly, and got out. We've been, been given the ability to cast out devils, just like Jesus. We don't negotiate with devils. We cast them out. We tell them to shut up and get out. Verse 27, everyone there was incredulous, buzzing with curiosity. What's going on here? A new teaching that does what it says. He shuts up defiling demonic spirits and sends them packing. News of this traveled fast and was soon all over Galilee. Directly on leaving the meeting place, they came to Simon and Andrew's house, accompanied by James and John. Simon's mother-in-law was sick in bed, burning with fever. They told Jesus. He went to her, took her hand, and raised her up. No sooner had the fever left than she was up fixing dinner for, for them. Same thing, we have the ability to lay hands on the sick. You can see it's so clear that Jesus did not pray for her. He just took her hands. He laid his hands on her, and she recovered. Verse 32. That evening, after the sun was down, they brought sick and evil afflicted people to him. The whole city lined up at his door. He cured their sick bodies and tormented spirits. Because the demons knew his true identity, he didn't let them say a word. The caption, the leper. While it was still night, way before dawn, he got up and went out to a secluded spot and prayed. Simon and those with him went looking for him. They found him and said, everyone's looking for you. You know, just as we're read in the Rhapsody today that we need to have special times of prayer, um, secluded times of prayer. And this was a culture that Jesus had. He always had time for himself where he spent with his father. Verse 38, Jesus said, let's go to the rest of the villages so I can preach there also. This is why I have come. He went to their meeting places all through Galilee preaching and throwing out the demons. A leper came to him, begging on his knees, if you want to, you can cleanse me. Deeply moved, Jesus put out his hand, touched him and said, I want to be clean. Then and there, the leprosy was gone. His skin smooth and healthy. Jesus dismissed him with strict orders, saying nothing to anyone. Take the offering for cleansing that Moses prescribed 
and present yourself to the priest. This will validate your healing to the people. But as soon as the man was out of earshot, he told everyone he met what had happened, spreading news all over town. So Jesus kept to, kept to out-of-the-way places, no longer able to move freely in and out of the city. But people found him and came from all over. You know, this might just be for someone, you know, the man, the leper met Jesus and asked him that if you want to, you can heal me. Um, some people have the notion that God might not want them to be healed or God might want them to go through some travail before he heals them. But the Bible clearly says that God anointed Jesus Christ to heal and to drive out all the, de all the demons, anointed him with the power of God to heal and to destroy the works of, the dark of darkness. So it's God's will for us to be healed and he has given it all to us freely by Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. So walk in healing. God has healed you already. Walk in that power. Walk in that strength. Praise God. And right now, I would like to hand over to Brother John, who will take us on the Old Testament. Thank you very much. Hmm. Wow. Thank you very much, Brother Z. That was so beautiful. Okay. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, everyone. We move to Leviticus 8. The caption is uh, the ordination of priests. This is a long read, so I might be faster than usual. So um, from verse 1, God spoke to Moses. He said, take Aaron and with him his sons, the garments, the anointing oil, the bull for the absolution offering, the two rams, and the baskets of unraised bread gathered the entire congregation at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Moses did just as God commanded him, and the congregation gathered at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Moses addressed the congregation. This is what God has commanded to be done. Moses brought Aaron and his sons forward and washed them with water. He put the tunic on Aaron and tied it around him with a sash. Then he put the robe on him and placed the effort on him. He fastened the effort with a woven belt, making it snug. He put the breast piece on him and put the forum and thumb in the pouch of the breast piece. He placed the turban on his head with the gold plate fixed to the front of it, the holy crown, just as God had commanded Moses. Verse 10. Then Moses took the anointing oil and anointed the dwelling and everything that was in it, consecrating them. He sprinkled some of the oil on the altar seven times, anointing the altar and all its utensils, the wash basins and its stand, consecrating them. He poured some of the anointing oil on Aaron's head, anointing him and thus consecrating him. Moses brought Aaron's son forward and put tonics on them belted them with sashes and put caps on them, just as God had commanded Moses. Moses brought out the bull for the absolution offering. Aaron and his sons placed their hands on its head. Moses slaughtered the bull and purified the altar by smearing the blood on each of the horns of the altar with his finger. He poured out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. He consecrated it so atonement could be made on it. Moses took all the fats on the entrails and the lobe of liver and the two kidneys with their fats and burned it on the altar. The bull with his hide and meat and guts, he burned outside the camp, just as God had commanded Moses. Moses presented the ram for the whole burnt offering. Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the ram. Moses slaughtered it and splashed the blood against all sides of the altar. He cut the ram up into pieces and then burned the head, the pieces and the fats. He washed the entrails and the legs with water and then burned the whole ram on the altar. It was a whole burnt offering, a pleasing fragrance, a gift to God, just as God had commanded Moses. Verse 22, Moses then presented the second ram, the ram for the ordination offering. Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the ram's head. Moses slaughtered it and smeared some of its blood on the lobe of Aaron's right ear, on the thumb 
of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot. Then Aaron's sons were brought forward, and Moses smeared some of the blood on the lobes of their right ears, on the thumbs of their right hands, and on the big toes of their right feet. Moses threw the remaining blood against each side of the altar. He took the fat, the fat tail, all the fats that was on the entrails, the lobe of the liver, the two kidneys with their fat, and the right thigh. From the basket of the unraised bread that was in the presence of God, he took one loaf of the unraised bread made with oil and one with wafer. He placed these on the fat portions and the right thigh. He put all these in the hands of Aaron and his sons who waved them before God as a wave offering. Then Moses took it all back from their hands and burned them on the altar on top of the whole burnt offering. These were the ordination offerings, a pleasing fragrance to God, a gift to God. Then Moses took the breast and raised it up as a wave offering before God. It was Moses' portion from the ordination offering ram, just as God had commanded Moses. Moses took some of the anointing oil and some of the blood from the altar and sprinkled Aaron and his garments and his sons and their garments, consecrating Aaron and his garments and his sons and their garments. Blessed one, Moses spoke to Aaron and his sons, boil the meat at the entrance of the tent of meeting and eat it there with the bread from the basket of ordination, just as I have commanded, saying, Aaron and his sons are to eat it, burn up the leftovers from the meat and bread. Don't leave through the entrance of the tent of meat for seven days. For the seven days that will complete your ordination, your ordination will last seven days. God commanded what has been done this day in order to make atonement for you. Stay at the entrance of the tent of meat day and night for seven days. Be sure to do what God died. This is what I've come. I've been commanded. Aaron by Moses. Hand over to the esteemed Amarak. You know, there were times where he said that Aaron took the bread and raised it to God as a wave of. You know, it made me remember the testimony that one of our sister gave about how she saw the testimony of um, the man that took Rhapsody of Realities and put it on the chest of his children and they could not be hurt by the gunshots. So she took the same Rhapsody of Realities and put it that day. You know, while I was doing the same thing the other day, the Spirit of God said to me, he said, do you know that your hands are even more powerful. And I, I thought to myself, yes, that we should we should understand the power that we bear with our hands. I said, so as I was reading this now, talking about the wave offering, I remember Paul in the New Testament lifting up our holy hands unto God. And um, it dawned on me that, okay, wow, this was even in the Old Testament that they lift give a wave offering to God. So there is actually power in the to God while we pray, lifting up our hands, and even doing what we do with our hands. If we are more conscious of the power that we bear with our hand, in our hands, there is so much we will do, even in these last days. Thank you very much. Over to you, Thank you so much, Brother John. And thank you, Brother Jose. Thank you for the sessions of Bible reading. Um, there's so much to learn from the Word of God on a daily basis. You know, um, through the chapters, through the scriptures, you, you see a God who wanted the best for his people. You see a God who wanted them to live the best life, who didn't want them to be victims of seeing victims of, you know, the tides of the world. You see a God who wanted his children to enjoy all that he had made provision from, for 
made provision for. And his love, his genuine love, his unending love and his unconditional love, you see through all the pages of the scripture, you know, the word of God is just so inspiring. And indeed, we can look at the word and be inspired. We've come to the end of today's Bible reading plan. And um, I believe that you've learned something either from the New Testament reading plan that Brother Doze read or from the one that Brother John read from Leviticus chapter 8. And like Brother Doze said, God wants you well. You know, my take out from that particular um, 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 reading was the fact that God wants to always do what's good. So what is it that you want? There's no question of if God wants it done for you or not. His answer is always yes. He said, my promises in, in Christ are ye and amen. And what he was trying to say is that in Christ, I have fulfilled all promises. Like I will always say, there's nothing new that God is going to do for you. He's done it all. So you are the one that needs to appropriate the blessings that God has made provisions for in Christ appropriate it and enjoy it it's just like if you want money if you don't go to the bank or if you don't log into your banking platform as the case may be if you do internet banking to use the funds that are there the funds will be there and they will not be useful to you so just like the money in the bank account there are blessings that have been stored for us as christians when you need it assess it assess it and what is the the same way you know i can easily use the um, banking um, 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 platform the internet banking structure as an example the same way you have a passcode where you log into the platform to assess the funds the same way we have passcodes that we can use to assess we have our faith proclamations we have this speaking in tongues brothers and sisters this speaking in tongues that we talk about it is everything. It is everything. And like Rhapsody said today, let us give special times, secluded times. We saw it in the New Testament, how that before dawn, Jesus secluded himself and he went to pray. How many of us start our day without prayers? As much as possible, do your prayers before you start your day. If you have to wake up in the middle of the night to create that time, do it. Don't do it at the end of the day when you come back from work. If you are doing that, let it be your second prayer sessions, not your first for the day. Because those times of prayers will set the course for your day and it will, it will, it will alter a lot before you get started with the day. It will position things in your favor. So that's your personal time with the Lord. Like I said, and I'm challenging everyone here, the least you should do is one hour. Except you don't want to do big things this year. Except you just want to see, um, they are Christians and they are Christians. Everybody is a child of God. But they are those who are God's favorite. They are those who get God's attention. If you want to get the attention of God, you want to get the attention of heaven, you want to get the attention of angels. Okay, for instance, in Hebrews 1.14, talking about angels, he said, are they not ministering spirits who are sent forth to be ministered unto them that are heads of salvation? Some of you grew up in homes where you have house helps, right? Some of you probably still do. You have this nanny, you have this person that assists you in the house with doing stuff. And when you give them an instruction, they, they actually carry it out. Why do they carry it out? Because that's what they are paid to do. That is what their terms of reference says, that when their boss, their madam or their girl, whoever it is, says, I want this done, they do it. Do you know that this is how your angels are? They are assigned to you like messengers just to do whatever instruction that you, you give them. But if you are not a speaking, if you are not a tongue-speaking Christian, you will not enjoy their ministry because the Bible talks about the tongues of angels. They get instructions when you speak in other tongues. 
you will see that if you consistently are speaking in tongues, you will always have the ministry of angels. You will always have such testimonies like, I don't know what happened. I don't know this person from anywhere. This person just did this. Praise God. And in this month, take advantage of the grace. There is grace. There is grace. I don't know how many of you listen to Increase in Grace. There is grace. Enjoy all the self, this, all the seven outworkings of grace. Enjoy it. Enjoy it this month and always. We have entered the next set of messages, being spiritually minded. Because in the message for the month, Pastor said that it is being spiritually minded. That is the secret of victory for the month. So there's part one to three. We have part one today. Listen to it and make sure that you listen to it again and again and be a doer of the word. Just do the word as you hear. And whenever there, you need to make adjustments, we said yesterday that the word of God is also for correction. So if the word of God is correcting you, accept it and make due adjustments. You know, so whatever it is that you require, these times of prayers, there, there's, there's what, something called scaling, you know, when the scales are being taken away so that the, the beautiful skin underneath can shine through. And it is part of what God is also doing in these times of devotion, where there are things that need to be let off your life, where there are their, their habits or their attitudes, whether their thoughts, pattern, you know, whatever it is that needs to leave. It is scaled out of your life. And daily you are metamorphosing into all that God has planned for you to be. So this is the life we've been called to enjoy. Enjoy your Christian life. The Christian life is very sweet too. I don't know how people say that there's no groove in Christianity. I don't know which kind of Christianity they are talking about. But the Christianity that I know, there's plenty of groove. Too much groove that I do not need to seek the groove of the world. You know, so let's enjoy the life that Christ brought for us. We have a few minutes and um, I actually like to specially call on certain people to share what their experience have been like, you know, since um, they started joining the Inspired by the Word group. Um, but at George Chima, can you share in one minute, how has your, how's your journey been like? Praise the Lord. Good morning, ma'am. Hallelujah. Good morning. Uh, I just, firstly, I just want to say uh, thank you for this opportunity. Uh, I, I firstly, I want to say good morning to everybody and uh, greetings to everybody wherever you are connected from. Thank you so much, ma'am, for this beautiful opportunity to talk to God's people about my experience. It's been an amazing experience joining um, inspired by the words word you know there was a day that we were actually because sometimes one day I was praying to God and God was talking to me but I really didn't know what he was talking to me about but when I joined um, I think two days after I joined the inspired by the word morning devotion and you were saying that the communion is a seal in your life. Two days before, God told me already, he said, this is a seal. But I, there was no communion. I was not taking communion. He said, this is a seal. He said, this is what seals that business. This is what seals your life. This is what protects you. This is... So he was talking to me about something. And I really didn't know what he was telling me was the seal. Then when you talked about it and said, the communion is a seal. Oh, it connected immediately. I said, God, so this is what, this is the seal you were talking about. That the communion is a seal. So when I break the bread and I take the cup, I have, I have sealed everything. It's like, it's like, it's like, F, it's like Job. And God said, he told, he, he, and, and the, the devil said, he said, are you not the one that built an edge over him? So it's like a seal. I have sealed that stuff. So even 
if it maybe if it was meant not to happen, but because I took communion over it, it has to happen because I have sealed it already. So yeah. you know, I just find out that now when I wake up in the morning, I am praying. I wake up to I wake up early enough. I pray. I join the prayer. I study my rhapsody. It's been an exciting time and. It's growth. This is Christian growth. This is Christian maturity. This is growing into, into the life that God has called us to live. So I am excited. I am thankful for this opportunity. I'm thankful for Inspired by the World Group. And I say thank you, Ma, for inspiring this, for bring, for betting this out. Thank you so much, Ma. God bless you, Ma. Thank you so much, Brother George, and congratulations. And all of those things that the Spirit of God has sealed, you would see their manifestations in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'll, I'll, call, I'll quickly call on one more person, and, um, and please, in one minute, tell us. Um, Brother King, he cannot. I'd like to hear from you. I think you joined us sometime last week. You've been with us about a week or so. Has he been with you? Hello, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connected from. Wow, 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 wow. It's been an awesome experience for me. It's been an awesome experience. And ever since I joined this um, platform, I've enjoyed a deeper fellowship with God. And, you know, because of certain things we go through in life, our businesses and the distractions that comes with the activities we engage ourselves with, sometimes we may not um, be enjoying that deep fellowship, you know, a lot of things might be calling our attention at the same time. And we may have so much that we're doing at the same time. And we tend to reduce the, the amount of time we spend in fellowship. And sometimes some of the things we are engaged with suffers. You know, like the scripture says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And the only way we can win in those battles of life, in those fight of faith, is through intense prayer, in, is through fellowship. And that is one of the things that this platform has done for me to, um, to help me, you know, realign myself, you know, you know, sometime around um, like 16 years ago, the Spirit of God told me seven things. He said, he's going to lead me through strategies. And he said, number one, that I should give myself to the sweet fellowship of his spirit. And number two, that I should make giving my lifestyle, sponsoring the gospel, a priority in my life. Then number three, making the right investment in my personality. He said, I don't need to worry what business is trending or what thing to do. If I could do these three things, he said, that I will see his word manifest in my life. You know, and how true that is. All that God always wants us to do is number one, giving ourselves to the sweet fellowship of his spirit. Number two, investing in the kingdom number three making the right investment into ourselves studying the world to make ourselves approved onto you know uh, 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 and and i've seen this thing these things manifest in my life in recent times as i begin to fellowship with the world fellowship with the spirit and 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 give you know and also um making the right investment i mean i spend most of my days studying you know reading books currently i'm reading the, the book by a man of god um, prophecy i told myself i'm going to read at least three books every week from a man of god and ever since i started this journey it's been amazing 
So I want to thank you so much, Sister Mara, for putting up this platform. It has really enriched my life. And I believe it has also enriched the life of everyone, everyone else who is also connected to this platform. Thank Great. you so much. Thank you so much, Brother King. Thank you for sharing your testimony. And that's which God has started. He's perfecting in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so over to Brother Martins for the Pauline affirmation. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on where you're connected from around the world. I want to say a very big thank you to you, esteemed Amarak, for this great opportunity. And um, the affirmation will be on the screen any moment from now. We will take our affirmation every morning. We start with my name is your name. You say your name. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Then the second paragraph, I. Then you say your name. I'm granted this according to the riches of the glory. Third paragraph, you say your name. My love abounds like that. At the count of three, I'll kindly ask everyone to unmute their mic. At the count of three, we go. One, two, three. My, My name, name is Jesus precious name Praise God, hallelujah. We'll quickly take the communion, and I'm reading from First Corinthians chapter 11, from verse 23. For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The communion is what it is. The breaking of the bread signifying that you were broken on our behalf. And because you were broken on our behalf, no area of our life will suffer brokenness. Spirit, soul, and body, we are whole, perfect, intact at all times. And we enjoy the perfections of your spirit in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Please break the bread and take it. 
And in verse 25, after the same manner, also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the new testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you issue the Lord's death till he come. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Yes, we anticipate the coming. We anticipate the rapture. Yes, thank you, Father. Because until then, we enjoy the victory that Christ died, was buried, resurrected, ascended, and was glorified that we might have. We enjoy the fullness of the blessings of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Even today, even today, blessings, blessings, blessings in every step, in every path, in every way, blessings in every ramification of our lives. Yes, and it is so by the power of the Holy Ghost and the ministry of angels, things happen. We make things happen and things happen for us. Men, resources are set on the right place on our path for our favor. Thank you, Father. We give you praise, glory to God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' precious name, amen. You can take the cup and that thing that you desire for today, it is done already. Go and return with testimonies. Have a great day, everybody, and enjoy every bit of it. Let us share the benediction and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the goodness and mercy, all the days of our lives, dwell in the house of the Lord ever and ever. Amen. Glory, I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. 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 Alright, enjoy your day, everybody. Uh, God bless thank you so much. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you, Mr. Maka.